Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Have you been afraid to dip a toe in the world of Dynasty Fantasy Football? Have you heard about Dynasty Fantasy Football on one of the National Redraft pods, and now you're curious to join a league? Do you not know where to start or how to get better? Are you looking for a place to ask questions, questions that maybe would make you feel like you would get put down on social media? We all have, or I should say we all used to feel that way until we started patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone it's where new dynasty gamers intermediate dynasty gamers and the ultra sharp dynasty gamers all converge to come and hang out and talk football 24 7 no really it's a 24 7 group chat thanks in part to the best international patrons in football i'll put our group in our group chat up against any group chat in dynasty fantasy football period it's a place of community, it's a place of interaction, it's a place where you'll get better at Dynasty Fantasy Football with so many like-minded people looking to destroy their Dynasty Leagues. And get in while the getting's good. You know I love value. And you'll have a hard time getting better value for your money than with Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone right now. We'll be introducing a tiered Patreon, which is something commonly found on Patreon, to allow each Dynasty Gamer to choose what level of support they want with their Dynasty teams. But all tiers will be included for those that join at the current and historical rate of $5 a month from now through July 31st. That's about two weeks to lock in the old rate between now and July 31st. Now, every podcast has given you player valuations, but there are so few shows that focus on how to actually build a roster. That's where I take what I do on the Fantasy Fixer Upper and really go into a deep dive on strategy, how-tos, and overall advice on building and sustaining a roster from your startup, to your rebuild, and to your championship. There's an entire archive of over 100 mostly strategic-based pods, and there's more on the way. There's also information and how-tos for aspiring podcasters. We have three of our patrons that are creating content for their patron mates right now. They have also worked with me behind the scenes on how to start a show, do's and don'ts for podcasters, how to attain sponsors, and much, much more. One-on-one -on -one time with me is another thing that we do at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone, and being a patron is the only way to make it on the Fantasy Fixer Upper. But it's not all about the show. I trade DMs with all patrons, do one-on-ones via telephone, and more. You said you wanted to get better. So take advantage now before rates and tiers change in August over at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. There's no better time than now to join. So what are you waiting for? Ooh, what's happening, guys? Happy Wednesday and welcome to the Dynasty Warzone, the People's Dynasty podcast. On today's show, we're going to be talking all of our 2022 Dynasty breakups Dynasty Sweethearts, and it is so good to be reunited with my Dynasty Sweetheart, but you know him as my co-host. He is the man of the hour and the man 
with the power. Gerald Sinclair, how the hell have you been? Finally, Jerry has come back <laughs> to the Dynasty War Zone. You know, fun fact about me. I have the same birthday as The Rock, so I don't know if anyone can match that as uh, as far as cool birthdays are concerned. May 2nd, babies out there. Love you. It's good right? to be back, my friend. Two weeks is too damn long. I don't like it. I hated it. Uh, I'm, I'm glad to be back. Dallas did an awesome job. Uh, part of me wasn't going to watch it because I was like, you know what? That bastard is doing a show without me. Not really. I, I wasn't. I listened. It was great. You guys did awesome. But it's good to be back, man. Love it. Uh, yeah, I, I will uh, throw many, many shout outs to our boy Dallas Hyder and to Bruce Matson of the DLF for jumping on. Bruce talked rookies with me two weeks ago. We talked rookie wide receivers last week. We talked a little bit of everything. We recapped the Super Bowl. We talked about some rookies that Dallas is digging and some that he is not going into this rookie class. He uh, recently dropped a show covering the big five rookies that he's uh, big on. I, I think I'm getting that backwards. It's five rookies from the power five that he's high on going into the rookie class. Is that better? Yeah, I mean, English is a tough language. I don't blame you. It's not even my first language. My first language is caveman. (laughs) I was not sure where you were going with that. Well, you know, Jerry, we like to have a little fun here on the Dynasty War Zone. And if you want to have a little fun, you should head over to YouTube. You can see me. You can see Jerry. Uh, The the studio back back together again. We are carpeted. Carpet. So longer, well, luckily it's spring, so it's no longer cold as balls no, in my opinion. No, no, no more cold piggies for you while you do the podcast? I, dude, I'm, I'm not a big slipper guy, but I've had to. Okay. The last two months, I've had to wear slippers because concrete floors in the wintertime are cold. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. So right. we got, is that Tony Soprano back there too? That is. So if you look immediately over my left shoulder, that is Tony Soprano. Over my right shoulder is Bo Jackson. Of Along course, the he floor. Knows. Along the floor, I have not hung them up in the studio yet. Original 1970s and 80s Star Wars posters. Okay. A gentleman that I work with gave those to me. He saw the new posters on social media in my basement. He's like, dude, I'm going to take care of you. And because my son, big Star Wars fan, what the hell? We're going to hang them up. So they're probably worth more on the the app. Because like I said, these are legit like 70s. These things are like 40 some odd years old, Jerry. Good God! It, it, they, so they're not like they're not like you know reprints of the old ones. These are the actual old ones. These are in old school metal frames, and wow. I mean I'm not like I'm not like so you're bougie. I'm not. Well, I'm not Rick from Pawn Stars. I don't have like a movie poster <laughs> expert come down here and say, "Hey, uh, authenticate these for me." It's just some posters. I really wouldn't want to sell them anyway. A coworker did something nice for me based on the the theme of sports and and movies in my basement. Well, that is a that is a swell guy. You know what my coworkers do for me? Not a damn thing. No, well, maybe it's more about you than your coworkers. <laughs> That's probably fair. All right. Well, let, let's get into this, man. We're going to get into good people, bad tweets. Again, uh, not seeing the craziness out there on these Twitter streets that we did. But I did have a topic that I wanted to touch because it is near and dear to Jerry and I's heart. So believe it or not, you maybe wouldn't realize this from listening to or looking at us, but Jerry and I are a couple of philanthropic, charitable, charitable guys. Would you would you say that's fair, Jerry? I, I think that's fair. Also, great word. Philanthropic, yeah. You know, we're, we're, we're charitable cats. I mean, we, we, we believe in 
you know, using this microphone and using what we do to, you know, bring awareness, whatever, whatever your charity of choice is. You know, I, I tend to do ones around military veterans, kids, animals. You know, those are things that, that speak to me. Jerry, what about you? I'm a sucker for animals. It's hard and not I, to be. You have a dog? Yeah. I have a dog? Oh, yeah. I have a dog. My wife's trying to get into vet school right now, so I'm a sucker for every animal, especially squirrels. They're the cutest, but that's a separate podcast. Squirrels. What would have never, never in a million years. Uh, Bro, they got little hands, and they get like, they get like, how do you not think they're adorable? I don't know. But I, I mean, that that is my one one of rodent. For sure, without question. The 101 of rodent for sure. You know, the, the Humane Society is my wife and I's largest charitable donation of the year. So we're definitely in the same vein. But uh, recently saw this on Twitter that there was a gent, I will not name names because I don't want to be accusatory. Another good word for you. Yeah. Because because all of the facts have not come out. But allegedly this gent was running charity dynasty leagues like over 150 of them Uh and if you participated i don't know what the box is i was not part of this but i was reading all this online you would win some sort of uh, sports memorabilia and the rest of the money would be used for charity makes sense everything from the hayden hurst foundation to lyme disease and, and other things in in the in between yeah well um this came to light that allegedly when pressed for receipts and pictures, this gentleman could not present any of these. And we're talking five, if not six figures, Jerry. Oh boy. Yeah. Not good. Not a good look at all. So I, Jerry and I, we, we are never going to be accusatory because I don't have all the facts. I, we, yeah. we're just, we're a couple of slap dicks talking dynasty fantasy football. But part, of, but, but part of this segment is designed to help you guys, you know, not contribute or be drugged down a road of these things. So as charity leagues kick off, as startup season is upon us, Jerry, one thing that we're going to do a better job of is, is advising people that if someone gets you into a charity league, first of all, I, I advocate that. Jerry and I yeah. play in the Scott Fishbowl, what, four or five years in a row? Yeah, um, we have donated every year, uh, both individually and as a podcast unit to the Scott Fishbowl, Correct. something toys for tots. Again, kids, a charity we firmly believe in. But if anyone is asking you to join a charity league, by all means, you should consider it. Yeah. But the question, Jerry, we, we always ask a lot of questions. The first question is, is where am I sending the money to? If someone's like, well, you can just send it directly to my personal account, whether that's Venmo, Cash App, PayPal. That feels like a red flag right off the bat, Jerry. Sure does. Sure does. Just send it to me and I'll take care of it. You know, um, I have never once had the great, legendary, luminary, giant. You know what giant stands for, Jerry? What does it stand for? Global icon and national treasure. I've never had the giant Scott Fish ask me to send him a direct PayPal for being in the Scott Fish Bowl. He's like, just make a, a charitable donation somewhere. And, you know, that's cool. Send me a screenshot or whatever. Cool. I've, I've done that many years in a row. Again, I, I've done Toys for Tots. I've done um, Veterans. Uh, there's one, I think Toys for Tots may even be tied back to the Marines. I don't know. But I've, I've never been asked by anybody running a charity league to send it directly to them. So no. I'm going to tell you that's a big red flag. Yep. 
So yeah. they, the, the the screenshot is tried and true. It, it, I mean, it, if people can, you know, send send it to whatever you deem, you know, whether whether it's you know humans or animals or scholarships or you know hospitals, whatever you got to do, the the screenshot just okay, you did it. We're good. Give me a, a timestamp, and we did it. Like I did, I do the Warrior Bowl. Uh, he's from England. Um, so unfortunately for me, when I donate, I'm actually donating like twice as much because the English pound is worth more than the American dollar, but I do it to a child's hospital. So, you know, it's worth it. It's worth it in the end. Um, but you know, he doesn't, I don't send it to his PayPal or his whatever, his cash app or whatever British people have, you know, their Cheerio apps or whatever they got. You know, he sends me he sends me the link to the hospital and I donate there, send a screenshot, bada bang, bada boom, I'm in the warrior bowl. So yes, you you know, be be aware that unfortunately in this world, some human beings are not the best of human beings, even if you're trying to be a good human being. And there you go. There, we do not in any way want to dissuade you from donating your time, your money, your resources to help in those that can need it. We just want to make sure that you're being very careful about where it goes. Just, 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 you know, just to throw that out there, because I love being part of a community with dynasty and fantasy football that does so much rad shit that, that I, does so there's, much. Good there's stuff. something about, you know, Scott fish or John Bosch or Sal when they have like 12 carts at a target and it's just full. And I know I'm part of that. A- absolutely. Know, it, it feels good. You know, I, maybe, I, I I send that link to my Facebook that doesn't have any fantasy football stuff on it. And I know that I'm a part of that and it feels good. It does. And, and it does. So we in no way want to dissuade you from donating, um, whether it's the FC eliminators that John Bosch runs again, yeah. these, the, the Scott fishbowl potathon, Scott fish. There's so many good people. Don't let the turds of the world <laughs> dissuade you from, from doing good. We're just asking you to make sure that you, that you vet some of these. If it's not because you don't have to vet Scott Fish, no. you don't have to vet John Bosch or Sal Lido. No. But if it feels like it's a little sketchy, don't be afraid to ask questions. And maybe it's not. And maybe yeah. it's not. But sometimes it could be. So we want to make sure that you're doing the best with your dynasty dollar, especially if you're donating it to a worthy cause. Now it's not as worthy as charity, but there's another cause that keeps the lights on, Jerry. Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. I thought you were going to go with the Cheerio app, but okay. All right, we can, we can talk Patreon. You know, when you say Cheerio, am I wrong for thinking cereal? Uh, no, I think that's fair. I It was like the most British. I could have said Crumpets app. I should have said Crumpets app. I missed uh, missed an opportunity there. If you said tea and Crumpets app, it would have been like, yeah. fine. And, and no disrespect to my my English and or British Isles people. I am literally a historian of, of England, so... I, do, I mean no no venom when I say that. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we love the Brits. Um, you're, you're not quite Australians, but you're awesome. I mean, <laughs> you, guys, you guys both have great accents, though. The no, no, accents no, are. No, think about it. Think about it. If you could pick someone, you're, you're a single gent out on the town, any, any decent-sized city in America, and you can hang out with even a decent-looking British guy. You kidding me? Talk about closing the deal, Australian guy. I mean, absolutely. That that accents money. Oh, Speaking yeah. of money, British. I, mean, I would love to hang out with like if I'm 28, single on the town. 
I'm sorry, Jerry, you're Michigan um, uh, five, eight mile. Got to go hanging out with a British dude. But Dynasty Warzone's Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Now, if you're watching this live on YouTube on Sunday, um, there will be more to come. But if you're watch, if you're listening to this on Wednesday's podcast, as of 8 a.m. Wednesday morning, Jerry, we just pulled the patron, uh, the trigger on patron 13. You're in there. I'm in there. Oh, yeah. Excited. My first my first startup of and, the offseason, baby. And, and so on Sunday, we still have to work with our admin, Neil. Neil Gray, great guy. And Australian. we got to do the we got to do the uh, the Kentucky Derby style startup. So we put everybody's name in there, and then you pick your draft spot: Superflex, tight end, premium. And uh, Jerry, this is my first startup of the year. Yep, mine too. Super excited. Uh, so giddy about it. So if you think you're good enough to come play Dynasty Fantasy Football with Jerry and or myself, come get some. It's Dynasty Warzone Patreon, Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. The group chat is awesome. We've welcomed in so many new patrons lately. And uh, Jerry, there's room for plenty more. This is lucky number 13. We'll be doing patron 14, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. You know, when I when I told everybody in the group chat, hey, we're going to start the day. I'm sorry, we're going to start after the Super Bowl. Like, literally, I woke up the Monday after the Super Bowl, and I had like 13 messages like, when are we going to start? I was like, Ladies and gents, I said we were going to start after the Super Bowl, not like literally like, you know, they kneeled down the clock to triple zeros and then the clock goes live on the startup. Like, but that's the kind of people that are in Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Wars on Jerry. Just the best. I think I, I think I was one of those people that added you to. I don't want to. You know, I, 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 wasn't, I wasn't going to blame you. I wasn't going to kick you under the bus, but uh, that's what's going on, man. And I'll tell you what else is going on. We missed Valentine's Day. It's a rite yeah. of passage. Normally, this is our all breakup week. But you know what? Yeah. We've got to get to rookie content, so we've got to get going. So we're both going to give you two breakups, and we're both going to give you two sweethearts. We're going to merge that into one episode to, biggie, to piggyback off of what Dallas covered last week. So uh, you want to break up, or you want to uh, go sweethearts first? You want to mix it up? Uh, I think we'll go sweethearts first. You, you, want, you want me to go first? All right. The floor is uh, yours. I'm I'm gonna go with one that uh, is should be relatively obvious after we did our our rankings podcast. Uh, I'm gonna go with Joe Mixon. So he's my RB four overall, which is a little spicy for some. Don't get me wrong, but he's on a very young team. He's under contract. And he's not going anywhere. The window to win is that same length that his contract is. So he is very likely to stay there and get that role. The offense should be extremely productive. And the thing about Joe Mixon, career high in rushing yards, career high in touchdowns, career high in receiving yards. My man is trending upwards with an offense where defenses don't have to pay attention to him as much. Because Jamar Chase has a ding-dong that rubs against his knee, and so does T. Higgins. And Joe Burrow has shown the ability to get it wherever he needs to go. So Joe Mixon is there while everybody else has the two big dogs circled and he's just beep, boop, 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 doing what he has to. We saw it in the Super Bowl. He was pretty damn productive. Not a bad throw either, but um, so I like Joe Mixon. He is, you know, he's, he's getting up there in age ish. 
sort of. I mean, for at least football standards, he's much younger than me at 25. But, you know, so we're starting to see where a normal person in that age group would start to decline. I think he is really on an ascendancy. I don't think we're going to see the decline from Joe Mixon for a few more years. And that's something because I don't like to talk about dynasty in a few years because values can change so quickly. But I feel like Joe Mixon is slept on more than he should be. And not to say that people like hate Joe Mixon, don't get me wrong. But I don't think RB4 is that spicy for Mixon. Now, I know you do a little bit, and I hope I've sold you a little bit more on him. Randy, what are what are your thoughts on my my first sweetheart? I, I do like Joe Mixon. I traded for him from you. Yeah. Uh, of of all people, uh, I won't tell the people what I gave you in return because that's just hurtful. But I, I do like Joe Mixon, and what I liked is if you look over his last ten games versus his first seven of the twenty twenty one season, it's that uptick in the receiving game. More receiving work than you had really seen. You saw it in the Super Bowl. One of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite Vegas type prop guys. Uh, his name's AJ. Uh, what is his last name? I don't remember. He's with uh, RJ Bell's crew. AJ Hoffman, um, a really good guy. One of his favorite bets for the Super Bowl was Joe Mixon over three and a half receptions. And Mixon, Mixon had it like by the, yeah, he had that the four by like the third quarter. That was a no sweat bet and. There was a time where if someone had told me that, hey, Joe Mixon's prop bet for receptions is three and a half, I'd have been like, don't only hit the under, smash it with a hammer and, you know, get get it. But this one made all the sense in the world. And he laid out a great, compelling case. Uh, my only thing is, is sustainability. Joe Mixon, again, he is a little older. He is paid, but he does play in a, in a high profile offense. You know, he's going to be playing in games where they're going to have to score points. And because they have T. Higgins and because they have Jamar Chase and even Tyler Boyd and to some you know degree, C.J. Uzama, there's always that chance for a guy to get tackled at the one-yard line, a guy to get that pass interference in the end zone on a deep shot. Well, where oh, yeah. do they line up that ball? Right at the one-yard line. Well, turn around and hand it to Mixon. Yes, as long as the coach, who I do not have a lot of faith in, I don't care that he went to a Super Bowl. I still think Zach Taylor somewhat. No, because of he gave it to Samaj P. Ryan the last two touches of the Super Bowl. When the game is on the line, what in the absolute hell are you doing? You're, you're not going to convince me that the guy's a good coach when he gives it to Samaj fucking P. Ryan in the Super Bowl when you a have Joe Mixon. What, what are you doing? What are what you doing? doing? But yes, See, that was the difference. I mean, not to go down a rabbit hole, when they needed the play, they gave Cooper Cup the ball on that end around. When they needed the play, the Cincinnati needed the play, they gave Samaj P. Ryan. That's outrageous. So I did a Joe Mixon trade. Um, I don't know if you're going to like it, but let's let's see. So I traded away Najee Harris for Joe Mixon in 107. Hate it. Is it okay? Say that again for me. I traded away Najee. Uh-huh. Elite, young, stud running back Najee Harris. You know I love Najee Harris. Right? I know. And I got back Joe Mixon in the 107. Joe Mixon. Okay. Super flex. Yeah. I'm assuming. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. fine. That's fine. I mean, you're gonna okay. get you're gonna get something you like there. So from a, at least from a 2022, even 2023 standpoint, let's just say God came down from the mountain and he said, both these guys are gonna play 15 games a season over the next two years. The difference in points per game may be two. 
but what you're going to what you're going to get with that with that mid first round pick is going to more than offset okay all right i like it see i mean i mean i like it but i sort of thought you would give me a little backfire but who's your sweetheart who do we got uh who do we got cooking up in randy's heart well a guy that i i wanted to be off of but the more research i did it's dak prescott okay and, and i've got some data to back i mean he kind of feels like the only top five dynasty QB that has like no buzz. And, and, and so here's some of the reasons yeah. why. So Dallas ran the second most offensive plays in 2021 with 1,153. Of that, 680 were pass plays. That's a 59% passing ratio. It's, you know, it, it's one of the better top five in the league. Yeah. And Dallas had 40 passing touchdowns as an offense. You know, there was a, that one guy, that Kellen, not Kellen Moore, he's the offensive coordinator. Garrett, whatever, the guy who played against Minnesota. Because Dak missed that game. Uh, still a good year. Kellen Moore is coming back as the OC. Yep. This team had the sixth most attempts inside the red zone, a.k.a. the money zone. And, and here's the thing where I think things are uh, going to change. So Dallas was the seventh best scoring defense in 2021. But they were the 28th best scoring defense, and that means points allowed in 2020. So seventh best, 28th best, which is it? Was it because Trayvon Diggs and, and Micah Parsons had a great year, Dan Quinn's defense? I'm really going to say it's somewhere in the middle. That's why they do Olympic-style st scoring. They take your best, your best score, your worst score, and average the rest. I'm going to say Dallas is going to be somewhere around the middle of the pack middle of the pack defense, which is going to mean more offense. There's a, there was a lot of games where Dallas pulled the starters late in games or it could have even been better. So for me, uh, I'm not concerned about them potentially losing Gallup and Schultz. Jerry, do you think that Jerry Jones is going to let Dallas have a uh, less than exciting offense? Absolutely not. So, you, you know, even though they don't have a lot of cap space, I'm a little concerned. I'm, I'm more concerned about losing Schultz than Gallup, but I do know that, you know, Blake Jarwin would be fine if he got pressed into action. I think they'll use their second round pick on a wide receiver. They could even bring in a, a lower tier wide receiver in free agency. So um, Dak is my number one target if I were looking to offload Kyler Murray. Okay. I'm off Kyler Murray. That's something I've yeah, covered. Yeah, you took a, a, a very specific pivot there. Uh, well, I, I did that because I, I don't, I'm not going to go too deep into it. I've already covered it on the Patreon podcast. Uh, Kyler's someone I'm, I'm moving off of. He's not one of my two breakups, though. So, okay. but D Dak is one of mine. Are you good with that? I think Dak is. I think Dak is still pretty good. He's still top five for me. I'm always team Dak. Uh, I'm definitely lower than I was, but I was I was probably a little too high last year. Even though he was, I mean, he had a couple of, like forty point he games. He was QB so. six or seven. Yeah. On the season, and he missed a game. You know, he's, so, he was he, he was easily hey. top five if he plays all seventeen. And the one he missed, I think, was due to COVID, if I remember correctly, or maybe it was the calf. The uh, the losing in the first round definitely sort of hurt his dynasty value because if he wins a game or two in the playoffs, you think that Joe Burrow hype is a lot? I mean, that that Dak one would have been good too. So what do you want me to do? You want me to do? You want me to do a breakup, or you want me to do? We'll just keep Jerry, you're, you're the co-host of the show. You do whatever okay. you want. All right. You know what? Let's do a breakup because I know you are down with this one because you have been wanting to break up with this man for I don't know at least a year and a half, maybe a little more. Nick Chubb. 
He's going to be 27 next year. Uh, his country, he's always going to have Kareem Hunt there. His contract, he's really got this year for the most part. So in, in 2022, he's a $5 million cap hit, $1 million dead cap. But, you know, that, that's relatively cheap. 2023, $14.8 million cap hit, no dead cap. Are they really going to pay Nick Chubb $14 million when they could save it? And I really don't think that team's going to be built for the Super Bowl. I just don't see it happening. And going after that season, he's going to be 28, not a great pass catcher. He gets banged up. He misses games. Nick Chubb's good. Nick Chubb is a good talent. I'm not going to argue against that. He's just sort of a one-trick pony. He can score touchdowns, which is great, and it's always going to boost his fantasy numbers. But as far as a structural running back asset on a winning team, the window for him to remain there is too short for me to mess with. And his cost is higher than I'm willing to do in that range. So for that reason and that reason alone, me and Nick Chubb, I'm, I, I'm, I might text him. I might text him and split it. I might give him a note with a little, a box with a yes and a box with a no. And he's going to have to, he's going to have to check it off and say that we're done, but I'm good on that. Yeah. I, I don't hate that at all. Uh, I am not, never been the biggest Nick Chubb. No. I like Nick Chubb, yeah. uh, but I, I just can't pay what I think his market value is. Uh, I would much rather have, in that same range, Alvin Kamara, I think, is a guy that would be in that range. We actually talked about him on this week's Patreon podcast with you. Yep. Um, yeah, I know he's got, uh, I don't want to say legal issues, but for them to come arrest the man right at the, 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 the Pro Bowl, yeah, uh, what, was the, what was the meme going around Twitter? It was that the only person to hit anybody at the Pro Bowl <laughs> was, was, uh, was your man there. Yeah, so... I don't mind Nick Chubb. What do you think he's going for right now? If you wanted to move him, is he still going to cost you multiple firsts? Uh, either that or an earlier first. You think that's wrong? I don't. I, I yeah, and and that's what I mean. Like I'm not even close to that. Well, like I like I like Nick Chubb. Don't get me wrong. Like if I was in a startup and he fell a little bit, I could see myself having him. But there is a there's not a situation where I would trade for Nick Chubb. Because I, I think he is valued too highly for what I am going to get in the future. Well, I, I, I don't disagree. So in 2021, Nick Chubb missed three games. So he played 14 out of the 17 possible games. And just by quick looking over this, he had six games with 11 or less points at the running back position. Now he finished as the RB 13 in PPR. That's great. But you know who else missed uh, two games and, you know, finished as the RB 12 and I could get for a fraction of the cost. Josh Jacobs. Yeah. And Aaron Jones. Got to be younger too, right? I I would think so. Um, Antonio Gibson. I mean, don't get me wrong. The highs are always going to be high. Yeah. with, 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 With Chubb. But unless you have him tethered to a really good, steady RB1, you know, Nick Chubb's a great RB2 that can win you a week. Because, you know, Nick Chubb's going to hang the 24 or the 30 piece or the 22 or the 27. 
that he hung in the semifinals in week uh, 15. But then he could go out and leave, excuse me, leave you a stinker like he did with six points in week 17 championship week. So for me, I kind of agree with what you're going to give up to get him. I would rather go again with other guys in, the, in that range. And and like if, you, if you're going to sell Nick Chubb and you ask for two firsts, I don't think that's absurd. Like I, I think there are definitely people that would pay that. And even if it's even if it's going to be like a like a 2022 first and a random 2023 and you don't know where it's going to be, Sold I think that is, that's what I 100% for me, too. But I also don't think like from that other person's perspective that they you know, that they're going to think that's outrageous because Nick Chubb is one of those sexy guys. Right. Like he's. He's a name brand the, commodity. Exactly. Debbie people have loved him. He had good draft capital. He's he's perf- great he's combine great. metrics. He's been great. Like, don't get me wrong. I mean, he had damn near 1,400 yards in 14 games, which is unbelievable. I'm I, I'm paying for what, not what he has done, but what he can potentially do. And I don't foresee him being a 29-year-old, 30-year-old running back, potentially on a new team. I, I would almost guarantee he's going to be on a new team at some point and sustaining value. So if that's the case, I'll take the two first, and that'll be that. Uh, for, for me, my guy's going to blow you away because he's one of my favorite players in the NFL, and it's Mr. George Kittle. Okay. Now, I, lo- I love George Kittle. I, I have forever. Uh, I love the fact that in week 13, he had nine catches for 181 yards and two tutties on 12 targets, Jerry. And then he followed that up with 13 catches for 151 yards and a touchdown. But then, you know, in the week 16 and week 17, two for 21, one for 29. The offensive coordinator, Mike McDaniel, now in Miami with Tua. I get a new quarterback. We saw Debo kind of emerge as the feature piece in this offense. George Kittle, more than happy to earn his $85 million contract blocking as well as catching passing touchdowns. I don't give a shit. I need you. If I'm, if I'm paying George Kittle prices in a tight end startup, like we're starting up again, if you're listening to this today, we just started up Patreon 13, but you're paying top dollar, top three at the position prices for a guy that could literally give you one for 29. We've not seen any time under under center from Trey Lance could be great good could be terrible we've seen that this we've seen that how does Kyle Shanahan want to win football games he wants to run the ball with Elijah Mitchell or some other running back by the way a little side note on Elijah Mitchell in five seasons one two three four five no running back has led this team in rushing two years in a row forget three let's not even get silly not even two years in a row. So maybe it's George Kittle's year next year. And then you forget the injuries. This guy plays a game. It's pretty violent. And he misses a lot of time. So, Jerry, you and I have played in a lot of leagues together. You know what a George Kittle fan I am. But do any of my concerns about George and his playing style and the new QB and what this offense looks like in 2022 and going forward, and don't forget he's like 28, going to be 29, I would love to sit here on this podcast and call you a dipshit. 
I would love it with everything that is in me. I can't do that. I, I'm with you. Because if you've had George Kittle, there are people that are driving in the car, or, you know, whatever they're doing right now, and, they, and they're listening to us. Bless your sweethearts for that, just for the record. But you we have love had, you. Yeah, we do. You have had George Kittle on your teams, and you have needed him in a moment, on a Sunday night, and you got George Kittle, and you're going against Crumb Bum in the flex, and George Kittle comes out there and, you know, has a stinker on you. Because it happens. It happens a lot more than you wish it would happen. Andy's banged up. Maybe you got George Kittle, but you can't play him because you got to start some other bum because he gets banged up a lot. Tight end, getting up there in age. Now, granted, they have longer careers, but you can get a king's ransom for George Kittle. At no point is anybody going to undersell George Kittle. Because he is a premium at a premium position. And he's 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 talked about. He's a he's a commodity just like Nick Chubb is. People love to talk about George Kittle. So his value is going to stay, and he is easily a person that gets you multiple firsts. And at the rate in which talent is coming into the NFL, Randy, I've heard you say those words an umpteen amount of times in the last three months. Multiple firsts for somebody that's an aging tight end. It's just, it's a strategy that more often than not is going to be beneficial to you. Especially with the emergence of somebody like Debo Samuel, who's just, I mean, he proved me wrong. Like, I I liked him. I didn't think he was going to do anything with things that he's done. But like you said with Trey Lance, Trey Lance might be, oh, he might be the, the new hotness. And he could also fall flat on his face. And if he falls flat on his face, plus you've got an old aging tight end, and all of a sudden those multiple firsts, they could wither away on you. So I like it, Randy. I like it a lot. But we're gonna switch back. We're gonna we're gonna go, we're gonna go sweethearts. Cause I wanna I wanna put my arm around you and I wanna walk you to the fire and I wanna see who my next sweetheart is. And you know who it is, Randy? It's a man that we have not seen in an NFL uniform yet. And that's Travis Etienne of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I and you, big James Robinson people. Now, for the same reason that I am really not aboard the Cam Akers train, I cannot be a hypocrite and then be aboard the James Robinson train. Achilles running back scares the absolute hell out of me. I, like, I, I don't necessarily think he's done. And, and Cam Akers came back in a heartbeat, and he shows he can play. Like, I, I, I think he's lost a step, but that's yet to fully be seen. But Travis Etienne is an explosive man, and an ACL is not an Achilles. It is not even in the same ballpark. Well, Etienne's the foot. You have uh, Etienne and yeah, Dobbins. Dobbins confused. I mean, they all went yeah. out at the same time. We lost all three of those beautiful, beautiful gents. But yeah, ETN was the foot injury, the Liz Frank. Yeah, explosive beyond belief. Has 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 the repertoire and has the the what's the word I'm looking for? Not repertoire. He has the uh, with turbulence. Sexy. Yeah, the sexiness. <laughs> what? Look at this guy hitting me with French. He had a problem with English to start, and now we're hitting full French. I, I am just all aboard Travis ETN, and I, I don't hate it. 
he I, has I really, really he, he's really been forgotten to an extent. Not not to say like like I I would absolutely believe that this time last year. Now, granted, I don't think the injury is going to affect him this year. I, I I don't in that aspect. Last year, man was sky high with James Robinson fully healthy. It was like Dynasty did not give a single F word about that. And they were all aboard Travis Etienne. Out of sight, out of mind. Now it's like he's being cast off and he's going to be a guy that you can get in the fourth or the fifth round. In a start I, I have heard in uh, best ball drafts that he's going around the five, six turn. That just pisses me off. Well, you know what? It's good though. It means it means that there's not a lot of a lot of value there. Uh, I, I think the time to get get into this this Travis Etienne buying seasons now, and I, I'm not a big you know uh, worship at the altar of the head coach, but I do like Doug Peterson from a running back perspective. You know, my I, I tweeted this out last week. Miles Sanders caught 50 balls on 63 targets as a rookie with Doug Peterson as the head coach in 2020 with a combination of Wentz and Jalen Hurts as the QB. He caught 28 on 52 targets in 12 games. So that's one running back getting an average of about four targets and, you know, two and a half, three catches a game. And then you add into the fact that this team could be behind a lot. I mean, I I don't want to besmirch the good name of DeAndre Swift. Of course. But, but, is there really a lot of difference between DeAndre Swift and Travis Etienne and their situation? Good running backs, teams that are going to be behind, good pass catchers, shown a propensity, here's another word for you, a propensity to to catch the ball out of the backfield. I mean, how can the arrow not be pointing straight up on Travis Etienne? And what did we say last year? You know, about, uh, you know, 2021, probably – July, late July, I could foresee a situation where the Lions are down and they have to target DeAndre Swift four to five times in the last couple of drives. Fast forward to today, could I foresee that same situation with Travis Etienne? Absolutely, mother effingly, I could. And you add in a, a head coach and play caller that has a track record of using running backs that way. Go. And... As of today, in February, before free agency and before the draft, they've not added a lot of other targets to absorb those targets in the passing game. So, And even I, if they do, they'll be new to the system. Well, I, I I can't say is that I blame you. All right, we'll go out with uh, we'll go out with your uh, your last breakup in mind. My second sweetheart is my man Jalen Waddle. Coming off of a monster rookie season. And and Jerry, you know, I believe that the NFL is a league of trends. Do you yeah. believe that? Oh, absolutely. You know, and there was a lot of people. Now, we were Jalen Waddle guys. We weren't like Jalen Waddle's a top five, you know, draft yeah. pick. But we were both firmly believed that Jalen Waddle, given where the Dolphins took him and the draft capital used on him and the talent that he showed in college – now, he was the two of the Alabama wide receivers who got hurt their final year at Alabama, yep. which due to that lack of targets that he would have absorbed, allowed a lot more of that usage to go to Devonta Smith. The man went on to win a Heisman Trophy. No shade at him. 
But Jerry, you you know what's so in vogue right now with with wide receivers in the NFL? More French. What's up? Yak. No, it's not yak. That's an acronym. That stands for yards after catch. And it just, you know, let me read you the top 10 wide receivers in yards after the catch. Are you ready? Yep. Fire away. Cooper Cup. He pretty good season. Yep. Pretty good. Debo Samuel. Also pretty good. Jamar Chase. Yep. Devontae Adams. Yeah, we're cooking. Chris Chris Godwin. Oh, my God. De- Deontay Johnson. Okay, keep it going. Hold on. This, is, this one gets weird, but McCole Hardman. But then we, but, <laughs> really? but then, yeah, really? but, yeah, we do. But but then we go right back to Justin Jefferson. Okay. Even little Hunter Renfro. Well, I uh, that's what was he RB eleven RB thirteen or wide receiver uh, eleven wide receiver, or thirteen or wide receiver like, like he was like right around twelve. He was no, he was twelve. He was like wide receiver like he was a wide receiver one in a twelve team league. Okay, and then so finally was- number ten Tyreek Hill. Okay. You know what Jalen Waddle does? What all the what all these guys not named? Because even Hunter Renfro got a lot of volume. McCall Hardman didn't. All these guys get a lot of get a lot of volume. And what do they do with the ball after they catch it? That's what Jalen. That's what Jalen Waddle does. He plays this brand of football. It's a successful brand of football. Now, would you? By the way, number two on this list, Debo Samuel. His new head coach and play caller was in San Francisco last year. Now, I hope for Jalen Waddle's sake they don't line this man up in the backfield like a running back. But I love the fact that everything for Waddle's pointing up. He kept his quarterback. He got a head coach that's offensive-minded that will probably try to use him and get him the ball in space. You know, he had a ton of targets. He, he had a great rookie season as a wide receiver. I don't see the arrow going anywhere but up. And even if they add somebody, are they going to add someone who does the same thing as him? So no. I, I really look for uh, a lot of yak monsters all over the NFL. And if Because like you and I talked about before we hit the record button, the days of the big body clasher on the outside X wide receiver, man, that's as dead as the dodo. You just don't see, and if they you do see it, you don't see a lot of it. And if you do see it, they they tend to get hurt. So for me, give me those yak monsters where the biggest fear that I have from an injury standpoint is like a pulled muscle. It's like pulling a hammy as they're running away from a guy. Maybe an ACL, you know, that non-contact injury. But Jerry, I know you're a bit of a waddle guy as well. My wide receiver six in Dynasty overall, which... It might be it might be a little bit much for some. Now that's spicy. That, that's yeah. a spicy meatball, Gerald. See, I don't think it is. Like I, just, I, I have this mine. I am excited. You have them and not. Okay, that's fair. I just I I like the prospect of of the man. But all right, Randall, let's get a little depressive. We're gonna have to break up with oh, somebody. Just, just be honest. Just be honest. I'm gonna be honest, and I do have a type that I like to break up with. And it's sort of along the lines of your George Kittle. He's an aging person, an unknown situation forthcoming. And he may be elite, Randall, but I'm not paying for what you've done. I'm paying for what you will do. And it is the wide receiver two this year, the wide receiver one last year, the wide receiver three, two years before that, Devontae Adams. He's going to be 30 years old. 
I have absolutely no idea where he is going to be. I have absolutely no idea who his quarterback is going to be. I don't know what he's going to go for. And Randy, when I have to pay up for somebody who is aging and has a completely unknown situation that could be entirely different from the situation that he has been in, that has been conducive to him being a elite dynasty wide receiver. I have to part ways and I have to do it before the value starts to decline. And right now I can get a ton for Devontae Adams. Like I'm not going to be able to trade Devontae Adams and get Justin Jefferson straight up, but I'm going to get multiple first. I'm going to get a good young wide receiver in the first. I'm going to get some spicy meatballs, as Randy would say, spicy meatballs. Randy, thought, thoughts on Devontae Adams? Am I doing it too soon, or do you think now is the time? It all, it all comes down to how you word it. You know, you, you want to you be selective. You don't want to take the buckshot approach, just come out blast, and you want to be strategic. You're looking for that Green Bay Packer fan in your league you're looking for maybe you got Devonte adams from someone who has like sellers regret you you're, you're looking at someone who finished ninth in your league last year and, and Devonte adams is the piece that's going to get you over the top I, I will tell you that in a league last year that i won humble brag uh i had you know this was in 2020 i won the league in 2020 uh, I traded for Devontae Adams. When the league was over, I took Deontay Johnson and the 107 in a Superflex. I quote, I quote, unquote, lost that trade. But not really. If you go back and look at the season Deontay Johnson had versus the season Devontae Adams had, yeah, I did. But I also had the 107 in a Superflex. So the, the difference in those points per game, yeah, you may have to, quote, unquote, lose that trade. But – you can still win, you know, I, I've lost a lot of trades on paper, but I, I don't mind because I, it always seems like it winds up leading to winning some championships. So, no, man, I, because if Aaron Rodgers retires and I still believe there's a greater than zero chance A-Rod retires or winds up on a different team, then, then what? Is the next QB going to force feed him targets? Do you really want a Devontae Adams getting force fed targets by Jordan Love? I mean, I, I don't want I don't want to go into the unknown not knowing with a 30-year-old wide receiver when this might be your last your last chance at a reasonable cash out. So for me, I have no problem moving Devontae Adams. I love to hear it. makes it, it when I get to hear I mean I want to hit you with a you big dummy, but you know what? <laughs> I'm not gonna hit you with a you big dummy. Um you might, but uh my my final breakup is Antonio Gibson. Oh, okay. A little spicy. You, you know, you know, people you'll you hear people throw around terms like big pharma, big media, you know, big dynasty wants you to believe Antonio Gibson's a buy. And I'm telling you, I don't I don't buy it. I think that's bullshit. I, I, I think it's um I think it's shenanigans. So it came out over the weekend on Roto World. Yeah, that's right. NBC Sports Edge or whatever the blue hell it is right. does not exist Roto. in this dojo. No. It's Roto World. It's mama name at Roto World. I'm going to call it Roto World. But they, but it came out over the weekend that the Washington football team is going to try to re-sign J.D. McKissick, and they could look to bring another running back in. And you know what? 
I believe him. I do this, too. This is not coach speak. No. You know, the, the coach speak is, is, oh, hey, we would love to use Antonio Gibson as a Christian McCaffrey light, you know, like Ron <laughs> Rivera and Scott Turner did. Th that's coach speak. Yeah. You know, saying that, hey, we want to re-sign a guy that we use quite a bit and maybe bring in another running back. That's the kind of stuff that deflates him. I, I just, you know, I, I saw some things. You know, he picked up an additional 88 rush attempts and only four more starts. Had his first thousand yard rushing season, you know, seven touchdowns, which is down from 11. But, you know, you don't get three touchdowns against the Cowboys every game, you know, just is, is, is rushing long of the year, you know, 27 yards. And, you know, this is a fast guy. So um, the targets did go up a little bit. He did have 52 targets and he had 40, uh, 42 catches. So that was about the same. I, I just, the thing that the thing that sucked about those, though. Was those were all like the last month of the season, if I remember right? I, it was, I feel it like was McKissick out. Yeah, like because like the in the beginning, like the first eight weeks of the year, it felt like it was two catches for nine yards, and like I I, I was told he was a wide receiver in college, and I was told he was going to be an elite pass catcher, and I'm getting two catches, so that that was pissing me off. So I hear you. It's he's frustrating. He's not sexy. There, there is a, there is a disconnect. Like I said, I'm looking at his his game logs right now, you know, week two, two targets, two targets, two targets, two targets, three targets, two targets, three targets, two targets. He misses a game and then he comes back and he has seven, six, two, and seven. So uh, of those, you know, 52 targets, 20 of them come in three games. JD, what in those games and who do we just talk about re-signing? And there's going to be a lot of steam this off season about this guy's a, uh, you know, a top, you know, eight, nine, ten running back at a startup. And I just I don't think I can pull the trigger where I, I like Antonio Gibson. I don't like how they're using him. But you know what? Ron Rivera and Scott Turner aren't going anywhere. And then what if they start using Curtis Samuel? Because he could never stay healthy. But if <laughs> if if Curtis Samuel could stay healthy, could they start putting him in some of that Debo Samuel role? Like on just... top of McKissick and on top of another just we all see and, and want to believe in what he can do. I just don't think we're ever going to see it just due to the situation and the coaching staff. And I don't think they're going to let us see it. I think the thing about Antonio Gibson is he was a very polarizing person when he came out. Because it was like you either believed that his transition from wide receiver to running back was going to work or you thought it was going to fail miserably. And he did okay. Like he, he did good enough for the people that thought he was going to be good to create more hype around it. And then he came out this year and it was like, you know, he, he did okay. He was fine, but he, he never fulfilled that sexiness quota that the dynasty community was thriving for. And still, the is, it, on the season. is still built into that too, though. Yeah, I mean, he was still an RB1 on the season right yeah. there in, in, in that, you know. Ten touchdowns, so, I mean, it's good. RB10 on the season, it's solid. But, again, where he's going to go in startups when we do our startup, you know, starting now, and, you know, he's going to go way higher than the Aaron Joneses, the Nick Chubbs, the Josh Jacobs, all those guys that finished in that same range as him. And I would just rather get that kind of a running back because more than likely I've already got a better running back 
True. As my RB2. And in some cases, for some people, he could be your RB1 in a startup. And I don't feel good about that, Jerry. No, I would feel absolutely horrible about that, actually. Because you know what's going to happen? If they sign someone in free agency like McKissick, because they, they want him back, that's going to be the gut punch. Yep. And then they draft a day two running back or even a day three running back in, especially a pass catcher. So they re-sign one pass catcher. That's the gut punch. They draft a second pass catcher. That's the kick to the testes. And then it's... um it. You know, you just feel like you've really screwed up, and you can't move him because you because everybody around the dynasty world is going to be there goes Antonio Gibson. So I, I'm looking to get out now. I'm not rooting against him, but it, it, I just got to break up with him. Here's here's the thing. So with somebody like him, you either think he's going to take the next step, and you're going to, you know, you know, and you're going to hold on to him, and he's going to be the guy that wins you the championships, right? Like he's going to take that leap. Or he's not. Or he's the best. You, you've, you've seen the best of him this year at yes. RB10. And in that case, then you're splitting. And we do. I would love, once again, I would love to disagree with you. But I, for one, I've never really been an Antonio Gibson guy. Um, I, I actually might be if his value dips. But I don't really think it's going to. Because people love him. And he scored 10 touchdowns. And he was RB10. And I will say else. this. If you do like him and you don't agree, that's fine. You don't have to agree with everything that we say. Yeah. But, it, but, it, but if you don't agree, wait until free agency in the draft because you're going to be able to pay less of a price, I believe, than, than you will today. Yeah. I, think you, I think you'll get a, uh, a significant discount, Jerry. I also just don't love that offense, and I don't really want to rely on them because – Who's the quarterback? Yeah, like, like it's, it's one thing when it's you have Trevor Lawrence. I mean, Jared Goff isn't awesome. But, like, I don't think Antonio Gibson is DeAndre Swift either. So, like, I, I just feel like it's a different situation. I don't know. I'm with you. I think I had one or two teams with Antonio Gibson. Don't. I mean, don't he didn't kill it. you. I just don't think no, you. No, 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 I think, no, no, no. I think the expectations are just a little high. The problem is, is, like, he's like Josh Jacobs, but Josh Jacobs is cheaper. So why wouldn't I just get Josh Jacobs? And like, I think, I think there's a real chance I could get Josh Jacobs and, like, the 110 for Antonio Gibson. And I would do that in a mother effing nanosecond. You, you could send Antonio Gibson and a, and a, and in any third for Josh Jacobs in a first. And I, I think on a points per game basis, you didn't hurt your team and, and you picked up extra draft capital. But Jerry, you said a word there. I want to accentuate on the way out. Okay. You said discount and okay. I can get you a discount over at hate brand goods. You just throw in promo code Memphis. What you know, you, they had a purple, a purple line out jumpsuit, Jerry. It's a sweatsuit. Now, Jerry, I could see you wearing a pair of purple joggers and a purple sweatshirt. Um, you, you would look awesome in that. You could just totally pull the drip, drip off the chain. Just you, you, would, you, would, you would look like a dripped out grimace. I would look like Snoop out at the Super Bowl. Just, just. No, he, he was, was cripped man out. on the planet. Yeah, he, he was cripped out. He was big time. How he even did the crip walk. But anyway, head over to Hate Brand Goods. That's T H E H V I I I dot com. You know, check out the coffee, the coffee mug, the world famous scene on Joe Rogan, kick today in the dick, and so much more. I love the shorts. I did a little uh, little athletic competition myself, my partner and I. Of course, we were wearing Hate Brand Goods shorts. That is the H-V-I-I-I.com. 
use promo code Memphis at checkout to save a couple of bucks and support the uh, the old podcast here, Jerry. But man, it felt good to hang out with you uh, a, a, a total hour with the man of the hour and the man with the power. That was a fun one. Fun one. I mean, sweethearts and breakups is always a fun one, though, because it's sort of it's it's the end. It's it's the end, but it's also the beginning of what rookie season is to us. And I don't want to make any promises, but I would like to for the foreseeable future, as long as we can line this thing up on Sundays. I would like to I would like to trade weekly show spots with our boy Dallas. I would like to do mock draft Mondays to where we record them live on YouTube on Sunday night for a Monday podcast. Cause it just has like that, again, that je ne sais quoi. We have that, that spiciness. It just, it sounds so right. Mock draft Monday, Monday. Does mock draft Wednesday have that, that sauce to it? It really doesn't. But, but we can't afford to not have a Wednesday show. So we got to make sure that Dallas, cause here's the thing. If we do mock draft Monday and we think Monday's off the book and, you know, Dallas gets hit by a, a, a rabid dinosaur. I got to jump on the podcast. I got to cut one for, for Tuesday night for a Wednesday podcast because we're coming up on four years in a row, never missing a Wednesday. Yeah. What is that, 208 weeks that in is, June? That is some 208 warrior. Wednesdays in a row. That we, is we, some warrior shit right there. We, we are loyal. I'm going to say loyal. But, Jerry, I appreciate these good people. Thank you for supporting Absolutely. Hate Brand Goods. Thank you for supporting Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Be sure to give all of our shows a listen. Give us a thumbs up, man. Leave us a rating and a review over on iTunes. Stitcher, maybe you're like, hey, Memphis, I don't have it. I don't Have you have you seen gas prices? I can't afford to be a patron. <laughs> I can't afford to rock sweet Hate Brand Goods, even when I use promo code <laughs> Memphis. I understand. I've been there. I've, I've had those points in my life. It costs you $0. It is free 99 to go in, go to the YouTube channel, interact with us on a video, thumbs up something, subscribe. All these things go a long way toward helping us do what we want to do. So um, there's pay ways, there's free ways, there's a lot of ways to help me and my man, Jerry. But on behalf of that man, his name is Jerry Sinclair. You can find him on Twitter at Jerry Sin DWZ. You can follow me on Twitter at DWZ Memphis. Jerry, what are we trying to do? Randy, here at the Dynasty War Zone, we're just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. You heard the man of the hour. We'll see you next week with some more rookie content. Looking forward to rocking the rookie stuff. Have a great week, guys. Talk soon. Bye bye. Hey, Brand Goods. That's us. Very, very proud of the brand and very proud of what we stand for, man. We stand for those who give a shit. We want to be with those who want to do more. And no matter what your pursuit is and whatever it is, as long as you're holding yourself to a higher standard and you're being accountable to what your goals are, we got your back. Hate brand goods. Spread hate. Always party. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak